this week on the podcast, we have a very special episode. We're talking about The Suicide Squad. The new movie. Yeah, the movie that as of this has not come out for another couple of days. And this episode is going to have nothing but spoilers. Nothing um, but spoilers. So if, if you know, download the episode and wait till later if you don't want spoilers, because this is all spoilers. We got to see it. We got to see it a week ahead of time. Uh, special, what was it called? Special preview or yeah. something here in Atlanta. Um, and uh, it was it was quite the event. And uh, I really like the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I should say this is 100 movies I love. 100 movies you love. I'm Jason Martin. I'm Paul Conlon. Uh-huh. This could be one of the 100 movies I love. Yeah, yeah. And um, that, that's one of the questions I had before we get to right. the would this want make you a list or is it too soon? I don't think so because it's 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 too soon to judge. But I was I was blown away by it. Blown away is a good term. I mean, you know, I'm not uh as you know, I'm not a big fan of a lot of superhero movies. I know. The only ones that I really love is Batman and Superman, and Superman Two is pretty good. I do not like super um, superhero movies. You like the old fashioned superhero movies, right? Right. And and but there's nothing old fashioned about this one. No, no. It is this movie uh, um, just directed by James Gunn. Yeah. So the the story behind it is uh, you know a little bit of the trivia. He mm-hmm. was doing Guardians of the Galaxy from Marvel. Yeah. He did number one. He did number two. They did pretty big hits. Mm-hmm. And then some old tweaks of his, some uh, mm-hmm. uh, jokes made in bad taste. From yeah. many many years ago, popped yeah. up on this Twitter feed and stuff like that, and people complained. And Marvel, DC, Marvel, Marvel yeah. Disney, yeah, let him go. Say, yeah, we don't want you anymore. Right. Say, oh man, right. that sucks. Yeah, a lot of people were upset that we're working with him, and uh, DC said, "We'll let you do something." He goes, "I want to do Suicide Squad." Mm-hmm. Boom, he comes over, makes this movie, mm-hmm. and in the interim, Marvel and DC rethink what they the decisions they made, and he's going to go back. To uh, do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, okay, okay. Uh, based on his script that he'd already written, yeah, or finished writing around around the time they let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's his next movie coming up is that one. Although in between there will be a Peacemaker TV show, apparently it's completed filming. Mm-hmm. So uh, John Cena is the lead in that, of course. Okay, also plays Peacemaker in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, yeah. And I want to reiterate again, uh, this is going to be all spoilers. All spoilers. um, Just want to make sure you heard that, because usually we're talking about movies that are 40 years old. True, true. And uh, And this is a movie that hadn't come out yet for a lot of people. Yeah, we're talking talking about this on Wednesday morning, uh, two days before it gets a national release in theaters and on HBO Max. Although it did release, I believe, on Friday in the UK. Oh, it did? Okay. And Uh, the controversy there was why it was uh, allowed... The age rating it was given based on all the gory violence yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and it's very gory. Very. Um, yeah, the original Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. This is the Suicide Squad. Is this movie right. original one with Will uh, Smith? With David mm-hmm. uh, Ayers mm-hmm. did that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Smith was a uh, dead shot um, in that movie. The concept of the Suicide Squad is they're all villains. They're mm-hmm. in a maximum security villain, super villain prison. Yeah. And uh, the head of the uh, program called Task Force X is mm-hmm. Amanda Waller. And she comes to the prison and says, uh, work for us. Do this one 
mission, which you may not survive. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called suicide squad. Yeah. Do this one mission, which you may not survive. And we'll take 10 years off your sentence, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So the first one, I can't remember how many, if any died in that movie. I don't remember. I've seen it, it, but it was primarily about getting the, the villains together and, and how they mismatch and, and the right. dysfunctional group, of course, because they want the Suicide Squad, the new one. No. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, you're seeing a bunch of actors you know, and, right. you, and they're like, oh, right. these are James Gunn actors. Like, Pete go Davidson's in this? Okay, oh, Pete Davidson. Michael Rooker, Pete um, Davidson. Um, what's his name? Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion. <laughs> yeah. uh, Harley Quinn. Right. All right. in this big group going to right. this island right. to uh, liberate something. Yeah. And right off the bat, Michael Rooker's character knows something's up. He said, this is odd. Something's going on. Right. At the same time, Pete Davidson's villain character, I can't remember who it is. Yeah, yeah. He gets, he runs up on the beach. He says, hey, guys, it's me. I'm the one that told you they're coming. I'm right. your buddy. I'm your pal. And right. then the next thing you know, his head gets blown off. Right, right, right. And that's the first sign that this is not your normal superhero. Movie. No, no, exactly. Um, it's a great bait and switch. Um, and, and they have some goofy powers. Nathan Fillion is TDK. Right, right. I remember the time of death kill. What no, was no, that? No, I can't uh, remember what it stands the, for. The detachable kid. Right, right. Yeah, the yeah. Detach- the detachable kid. The detachable yeah. TDK. The de- his arms come off. His arms come off. I guess other parts of his body would come off as well. Yeah. Uh, but we don't get to see that. We do get to see these goofy arms come right, swinging right. around. And you see him without arms right. maneuvering his hands while they're right. slapping people. Right. And then they do like a three stooges slap yes. or something. Yes. Yeah, it's literally do a three stooges it's, slap. It's really funny stuff. Yeah. Um, but he gets shot. Yeah, yeah. And Michael Rooker's character never goes on the beach. He gets scared to hell mm-hmm. and he swims away. Mm-hmm. But Task Force X and mm-hmm. Amanda Waller are monitoring him. Right. He's talking to him over the microphone. Go, turn around, go back. I'll push the button because they put these explosive right. things in there. They have a little suitcase yeah. with their pictures with the button next to it. You know, kind of um, in fact, the beginning of the movie, the doctor that injects Michael Rooker's character mm-hmm. with that little bomb, time bomb in his head yeah. is. Uh, uh, John Ostrander, the uh, writer of the comic book, mm-hmm. the first Suicide Squad comic book from DC. So a little, yeah. little mini cameo there. Yeah. Um, Michael Rooker does not turn back. He keeps swimming. Amanda pushes the button. His head explodes while he's swimming in the in the sea. Mm-hmm. And the blood and gore goes scattered everywhere and then coalesces into the credits. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. And it... Uh, yeah, it uh, really sets you up for. I mean, I, I didn't think it was exactly right because I'm like, okay, where's Idris Elba and John yeah. Cena? And also, I didn't realize. Um, and, the, and, they, the, and they didn't introduce these other characters that we knew were going to be in the movie right, right. right up front. So you don't know what's really right, going on. Right. Are they coming in later on in the movie? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be a revenge squad? What's going on? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what we find out is that the first squad that's getting shot up and killed on the beach is the decoy right right while idris elba's character uh bloodsport yeah who was in prison for putting superman in the icu shooting him with a kryptonite bullet which right clever as hell right and which actually happened in the comic books too oh did it okay bloodsport was a real character for the comic books he did shoot superman oh, with a kryptonite okay. bullet uh, and but his powers and all this this guy, this guy uh except for the the gun that he keeps manufacturing yeah, yeah, off, yeah, his, yeah. off his body yeah bodysuit uh <clears throat> He's very similar to Deadshot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has he super weapon himself controlling it very much like Deadshot. Yeah. And I like the, the rivalry between him and uh, 
can't remember what was John Cena's character's name. Uh, uh, Peacemaker. Right. About them talking about <clears throat> that their both their expertise was yes being able to hit every target. Yes. And they're arguing about who was better, and then they talked about smaller bullets. Yeah, John Cena and later goes, on, that paid off in a big way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was very good. And, yeah. uh, and I read a little bit about the two of them that they decided that their whole camaraderie or rivalry that would be a, a big uh, big measuring contest. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was great. And everything they did with interaction was all about that. Right, right. And it was just constantly. And then the one time where John Cena, I can't remember reason reason why, but he, the other guys were standing in the jungle and he comes up and always got on his society whiteies. Oh, and this then, was while they were sleeping. Right, right. They, they camped it at night. Right, and then everybody was kept talking about his dick. You know, <laughs> it's like. It's like clearly, man, you got a good dick there. You know, they kept talking about his dick over and again. It was, uh, it was awesome. They're just standing there, and man, it was, uh, yeah. yeah. It was one thing that you know they're all in the jungle, so no one gets undressed. They're mm-hmm. all camping in the jungle with, with no tents, nothing like that, mm-hmm. just around a campfire. Mm-hmm. And then this commotion goes on at night, which I believe was uh, the polka dot man mm-hmm. had to get up. And the first time you realize something's odd. He had to. Whatever he did, his his face and everything was all blobby from uh, neon polka dots. And then he walks off off into the distance and you can see him vomiting or Or doing something. something. And he comes back normal looking and he goes, you know, I ate something bad. Yeah, yeah. And later he said he had to do that like twice a day or something. He doesn't do it twice a day. He'll explode or something. Yeah, yeah. And the joke about the the polka dot man about sees everyone as his mother. Yes. (laughs) My God. Uh, that yeah. is such a every time you saw everything from his perspective everyone looked like his mother who right. hates and wants to kill right it's such a crazy weird joke you don't expect to see in a major movie yes expects it's it seems like some a joke you would see like on 30 rock or something some weird meta meta yeah. joke about <laughs> um especially like like someone always saw tina fey's character and suddenly everyone was tina fey's character yeah yeah, yeah exactly and uh um and then you had uh you know you had uh uh, we've mentioned it before in a podcast, but you know Peter Capaldi in here. I can't remember his character's name, but he's got the right, not Brainiac. Think, think, thinking the, man, the, the, or so, the thinker, the thinker, or something like man. that. And I didn't know exactly know because I kind of thought he was one of the group, and he's probably not one of the group. But he's obviously he's important to the story, but he's not one of the group. He's yeah. the one who was in charge of this. Uh, what was it? What tower was it? I can't uh, remember. But Jotunheim. Yeah, Jotunheim Tower. Um, Jotunheim. Okay, is that which, which I never would have pronounced that way if they had always constantly right. pronounced right. it like that way in the briefing? Uh, Amanda Waller pronounced it Jotunheim like five or six different times, so we all would know exactly how to say it. Okay, okay, and he was like the guy who was in charge of these uh starfish, starfish and experiments, yeah, yeah, and uh, and they're doing the they're doing a the little uh briefing in the um John Cena's character, uh. Store. What's this? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. You, yeah. have, you have a mental block on that. Yeah, no, I do. I guess all you can see are those tidy whities perhaps. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and Peacemaker says, um, question. Um, starfish is uh, is uh, is, uh, is another, another word for butthole. <laughs> Any correlation there? And everyone just no. kind of stops and looks at him. No. no. <laughs> um, and but uh, yeah, Peter Capaldi just. I mean, I. I've, I mean, mentioned before in the podcast, but I met him in real life a couple years ago in Atlanta. I got a picture with while him was while this. he was filming this movie. And uh, a couple weeks before that, I was at a Doug Loves movie podcast taping in Atlanta. And two of the other cast members were there because they were filming Steve Agee, who plays the the big guy who works in the lab. He's unmistakable because he looks different than everyone else. And also David Dismalchian, yeah, who plays Polka Dot Man. 
they were both at the the uh, the podcast taping I was at too. So, um, you know, and so I met Peter Capaldi. He said he was filming the Suicide Squad movie. I wasn't that surprised because I, I mean I was surprised, but I, he was in town. I knew he was in town anyway. So you know, and he did a good job in here. It was, yeah. it was good casting for him. Being I like when weird. he went to the flashback of him. His, his character has all these knobs coming out of his bald head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like he's got. Uh, electrodes coming out of his head yeah. and in the, the flashback he's got them but fewer of them okay so yeah. that over time he's added more oh okay yeah yeah um and uh the whole um you know the, the thing about viola davis's character I keep talking about how she's threatened to kill the kill their their children yes. if they don't do this they're gonna and the, steve agee and the other people in the lab are looking like are you really gonna really really gonna do that what's going on and eventually she gets to the point where she's kind of evil to where, you know, somebody hits her in the head with the putter yeah. who she'd been using to putt with in her office. Uh, so he set up that, and that's the weapon that they knock her out with. They yeah. kill her, but they knock her out. Knock her out and then uh, help the Suicide Squad right. complete the mission. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on the uh, on the, the main beach where everyone's getting shot up, uh, the two big uh, stars from the previous movie, actually three of them, mm-hmm. um, Boomer, Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn mm-hmm. and Rick Flagg, played by uh, uh, Joel Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. And the first inkling you know that this is definitely James Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad is when Captain Boomerang bites the dust. I'm trying to remember what happened to him and, and who. Well, he got all those spiky things shot into him. Something exploded and like a bunch of spiky yeah. wind went into him okay. and he just kind of flopped over. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. uh, Nathan Fillion's character, his arms were away from his body. He right. got shot through this chest, which I think might have survived. You don't know. The comic yeah. book characters can tend to right. survive. Right. Um, the spear guy. I don't have no idea who that was. Yeah, but I mean either, but it's very important that yeah. that spear yeah, there there's a guy there. The javelin. With, with, I think he actually called it a javelin, I think. Yeah, with the a, he had some kind of javelin of destiny or whatever. Right. And he gets shot and killed. Right. And, and he he says his final words to uh Harley Quinn. He goes, Here, you must take this. And he and he heard the spirit, take this too. And he dies. And he goes, take it to who? What do I do? What do I do with it? Yeah. And he seems like a silly, stupid moment. But that javelin or spear becomes yeah. crucial to the storyline. Yes. Not only does she use it to catapult herself onto buildings. She, she fights with it along the way, trying to yeah. figure out. She uses it at the very end to yeah. uh, to uh, puncture the eye of, of Star of the Conqueror. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To get through there and... and because she punctures the, I guess the membrane, whatever. Mm-hmm. All the other little things coming after the little rats from the right. rat catcher. Right, right. And yeah, the rat catcher. That uh, rat catcher two. Rat catcher two. Yes, that's great. The, the daughter of the original rat catcher, who was in the movie played by uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. I can never pronounce his name, but I know who he uh, is. Yeah. I mean, uh, Taika. Yeah. Let's yeah. just call him uh, T.W. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> T.W. Um, and yeah, her her character that was pretty. Uh, you know, it was gonna the whole joke about Idris Elba being scared of rats and yeah, and you know, and and the rat. I, I like that, but his fear was kind of a little underwhelming and comedic to mm-hmm. me. I think it's probably the weakest part of his whole performance. I'm mm-hmm. afraid of rats, and then he wouldn't really show abject fear. Yeah, more like uncomfortableness. Right, right. Um, and I noticed every time. Um, you know, it was a, it was a pretty, if it was a big full theater too. And like every time the rat would do anything or anytime the, the shark character would do anything, there were girls a few hours behind us going, Oh, yeah. oh, oh, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the shark, uh, King yeah. Shark. Yeah, King Shark. Uh, have you seen a picture of the crew uh, while they're filming? Nah, so the guy who was that kind of guy on set in a shark costume, except for the head, which was a giant cage with eyeballs where the eyes would be, so they could act. Everyone could right. act to the shark. Right. Um, and then they do the CGI stuff over it, just like you do with a lot of the Marvel characters. And you see them in the suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. in the polka dot suit. And then they CGI the armor around and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they did the same thing here with the with King Shark. But the voice of King Shark was yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah. So, And and I, I saw his name in the credits at the beginning and completely forgot about it till the end. And he was in the, the Q&A uh, they had on the screen. And... I was like, oh, of course, that's him. But, you know, I just completely well, forgot. I, I knew he was King Shark's voice going in. Yeah, I didn't. And then someone else was in the I guess they, I guess they figured he might play a general or something along the way. But I, mean, I forget about it. And, yeah. Well, he was also in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't remember if it was number one or two. I think it was number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played a character who was a reference to um, one of the original Guardians of the Galaxy from the Marvel comic books that came out in the late sixties, early seventies, who were all superheroes from the future mm-hmm. that took place in the future. Yeah. Eventually Marvel brought them into the current present day. And then they morphed into the, the, the cast that uh, they made the movie out. Of. Yeah. Um, so he was in, he was in uh, an earlier James Gunn movie already. Okay. Still, okay. Still yeah. Um, and the, I like the, uh, the storyline about this, you know, they had a you know, fairly, Good storyline about this fictional country, uh, this island off the coast of South America, Puerto Maltese, where they, yeah, where they had been, uh, um, this family had been, uh, you know, the power, you know, they, they assassinated yeah. most of the people in the family, they, they, they shouldn't the hung them, kids, them. kids, and parents yeah, hanging. Yeah. In case you forget, forget this is an R rated movie, yeah, you know? definitely R rated, and uh, and then uh, you know, the, them trying to get their, their power back, and then the situation you're trying to figure out. Is the U.S. government actually trying to? Which side is the U.S. government yes. on? Actually, they're trying to figure that out, and the whole thing about uh, Peacemaker and um, what was uh, Joel Kinnaman's uh, uh, Rick Flag? Yeah, Rick Flag. Them, you know, about the uh, trying to see if are we going to expose the U.S. government on yes. this? What are we going to do? Yeah, as the movie comes goes along, mm-hmm. um, the thinker's character exp- lets everyone know. In there, <clears throat> and I think he, he tells his uh, Rick Flag and Ratcatcher that, <clears throat> hey, look, uh, you're not here to liberate Nazi technology from bad guys. This is all funded by the United States government. They sent you here to bury the information that mm-hmm. they're the ones, the yeah. United States government, that has been uh, <clears throat> bankrolling this. I mean, look at that original film from the beginning of the movie, and you can point out that it was the Americans that found Starro. It was mm-hmm. the Americans that brought Starro down, back down to Earth. It's the Americans who set me up here, yeah, uh, to run this lab yeah. with all these gory things going on. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, like that when they get the Harley Quinn like in shackles there, and you know they think she's passed out, and and then and then you then you get you see her open her eyes, and she basically grabs the guy with her legs and like breaks his breaks neck. his neck, and then takes her her toes. And is able to reach the key and, use and it to unlock unlock the shackles around her, her wrists with the key, and then uh, get out of there. And uh, and then she gets out of there, and she gets out of it. And the whole the rest of Suicide Squad is there in this big, elaborate mission to rescue her. Yes, he's like, I could go back inside if you want. Yeah. Well, prior to that was yeah. something really interesting where uh, 
Um, she's like found on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, she's captured, thrown in prison. The the new leading junta president calls for her, and there's this whole little tiny romantic scene where he's like, yeah, whining and dining her and spooning her, yeah. and they take a roll in the hay. And then he starts talking about all the bad things he's going to do to men, women, and children. Yeah. And he turns around and she shoots him in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Kills him. Yeah. And uh, really, uh, where did that come from? All, she, all of it. And she also said, I can't believe there was a bullet in that gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing. She has this old timey looking gun, like right. a, a prop uh, right. gun or something in a cabinet there. Right. You know, I can't believe there's a bullet in that Yeah. Gun. Yeah. It was like her plan was, it worked, but it was her, it just happened. But I mean, it's funny. I can't believe there was a bullet in there. Also, the great thing where they, the Suicide Squad all gets to that, that whatever the little encampment where oh, uh, the woman's being. So called. after after the, <laughs> the two um, yeah. sections of Suicide Squad at the beginning are, are separated on, on the beach, half mm-hmm. of them shot to hell, mm-hmm. the half is sneaking in the back. Amanda Waller says, oh, it looks like Rick Flagg is alive. We're going to give you the location. Go in there. He's being held by hostiles, kill everyone, yeah, and then get him out, right? And, right. and that's Europe. So they get there and they just start killing everyone, right? Left and and all kind of crazy, fun ways. And and, and, and uh, Elvis Elbra, Bloodsport, and Peacemaker's characters are, are trying to one up each other, and right? Can kill someone with the most amazing Lying, way, ridiculous, or with, or without looking, that shooting behind the yes. back, yeah. yes. And the one dude is naked; it shows his dick hanging out, and he shoots him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> he falls backwards. Um, so then they find Rick Flag, and it turns out that these hostiles are actually the uh, the people who are against the military overthrow. They're the people of the island, mm-hmm. and that they're the uh, the rebels. They, mm-hmm. They're like the good guys, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and the, the leader said, "Hey, how come none of my people warned me about you? Right? Did you see anything out there?" And they're like, oh, "No, no, we didn't see no, nobody." No, no. That then, was. And then they cut right back to outside, and there's everyone standing all around all these dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like they killed a bunch of people, and it was like, you know, they killed. Yeah, we don't know. We didn't killed, see nobody. Killed friendly people. You know, <laughs> that was pretty. Uh, that was a pretty great uh, little laugh there. Um, and uh, I like. Uh, I want to mention too. They had the scene, uh, the the, uh, the bar or whatever, uh, where they're searching for him. They're searching for. Are there any Americans here? They go to the bar to yeah. look for the thinker. Yeah, because they've been told he'll he'll show up there. He likes to show up there and get mm-hmm. drunk. Mm-hmm. And just by the time the thinker shows up and they're ready to grab him, the police show up looking for Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and this bar was filmed here in Atlanta. Yeah. The interior of this bar, right. uh, the, the exterior was filmed in like Panama or Puerto Rico or somewhere. Yeah. But the interior was filmed here in Atlanta at the Claremont Lounge. Claremont Lounge, yeah. Which is a legendary uh, hotel and lounge uh, in the uh, strip club. Yeah, in strip club. Uh, notorious for a uh, famous uh, stripper who's Blondie. Blondie, who's I think in her mid sixties now, probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's great that they filmed it there. It's yeah. awesome. It's. Uh... <laughs> and I did not even recognize it. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was great that it was uh, it was filmed at that place. Uh, a lot of history in that area. Um, and uh, what uh, now the you know getting I guess toward the ending uh, with the big. Giant starfish. Yes, and... but they finally get to uh, all along. They, they, you see in the beginning of the movie the smaller, mm-hmm. almost human-sized starfish they find in space. Yeah. <clears throat> um, when they get down into Jotunheim with the thinker, 
and they go into his lab. You see some people with little stars on right. their faces. They're basically like zombies, yeah. like they look kind of like face hugger type right, things, right. and with a giant eyeball right in the middle. Right. And then uh, some of them talk to the the heroes or right. villains. Right. And there, it's like they're talking with one voice, but through the voice box of the yeah. character of, yeah. or the uh, the human. Yeah. And you could tell that there's a single consciousness behind it all that is Starro the Conqueror mm -hmm. and talking with one voice between all the people that you put in the uh, star mask on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you also get to see that Starro himself is much, much bigger than in the right. original. Because every time you see a little glimpse of him in whatever cage he's kept mm -hmm. in, it's just a giant, giant mm -hmm. fin of the starfish. Right, right. And... You know, it turns out he's whatever, like yeah, as tall, hundred feet tall yeah, or something yeah. like that. Just crazy. And you know, as they do a uh, kaiju thing with him running through the city, tearing, knocking down buildings against a giant, multicolored, brightly colored starfish, right. which is funny. As hell. Yeah, it is. With a giant eyeball in the middle. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was crazy, very crazy, and very fun, you know, for sure. Um, is there any uh, last things we want to talk about on the movie? Uh, uh, expect the unexpected. Uh, yeah. I, I, I reviewed it a couple of times on uh, Facebook or Twitter. And yeah. my thing is it, it's funny, mm -hmm. it's gory, and it's good. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very, very funny. And I think this is the type of movie where uh, there are not too many superhero movies that have broken the mold. So speak. Uh, Logan might be one of them. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, prior to this, James Gunn, Produced a movie called *Brightburn*, like I mentioned. It's heard of it. Heard of it. Uh, made by us. Some other people, a script that he found. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's basically a kind of a story like, what if Superman landed on Earth today, was mm -hmm. raised by dysfunctional parents, okay, and uh, pretty gory as well. Okay. okay. Uh, it's, 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 in that movie, the kid kind of gets out of control, and no one can stop him because yeah. he's, he's Superman yeah. type character. Um, now, does this movie have a chance to be the highest-grossing R-rated movie of all time? I think it does. What is yeah. the current? I can't remember actually, but it's was it on our podcast recently. Well, we've talked about like the Hangover. Hangover Two was the highest grossing comedy, R-rated comedy of all time. Um, I'm not sure actually. I didn't look it up, but it's. Yeah. I think it's got a chance to do that. I do. It's fun. It's gory. Mm -hmm. It's it's goofy. It's mm -hmm. lots of laughs. Yeah. Lots of uh, stuff. Uh, it's not for kids. Not at all. No, no. Don't take your kids to this movie. No, no. Unless you're one of those types of parents, in which case. Go for it. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but um, but you know, uh, who has to take one to the theater anymore? You know, right. and within a week or so, it'll be out on digital streaming, or whatever, and just watch it at home with your kids. Yeah, well, it's it's on HBO Max. Oh, same on, on Friday, same, thing. same day. You know, huh. so you know, still, it's got a chance to be the highest highest uh, grossing R-rated movie yes. of all time. I think. Once people start hearing about how great it is. We well, you know uh, with the new split revenue stream yeah. between box office and streaming and other stuff. Yeah. Those numbers, I think, are going to be deflated a lot. Yeah. For, yeah. for many years. Yes. So I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of uh, over-the-top billion-dollar movies like you did with the Marvel Ranger right. movies. Right. I don't think you're going to see that anymore because they're not going to include that streaming revenue yes. initially. Yes. Uh, the couple of new uh, mm -hmm. lawsuits out there, uh, Scarlett Johansson with the Black Widow, um, and uh, apparently, uh, <clears throat> who else? Uh, Emma Stone's apparently mm -hmm. made some 
talk about it. You heard over people have maybe suing Disney as well or Cruella over mm-hmm. revenue sharing stuff that are oh, part of the contract. It's tied to box office. Tied right? to box office. Oh, okay. But then everything that comes to the streaming isn't considered box office. True. true. Um, yeah. So for the studios, that's a win. And for the people, for the stars that signed on to collect right. money through the box office, it's a loss for them. Right. And they're basically saying, you know, you either cheated me out of this money by doing it this mm-hmm. way, or I should have some of that money as well, because that should be considered box office. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, I guess we're done talking about the, the Suicide the Squad. Suicide Squad. Go see it. It's, oh, yeah, uh, it's see great. It. It's worth seeing. It and the theater. See it in the theater with a big crowd of people. Yeah. And, um, but wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so. A next, Starro mask. Yeah. So uh, this is a bonus episode. So when you, this is coming out on a Wednesday, but we'll be back with a normal episode on at Monday at midnight Eastern. So we're, we're doing this today and you're putting it out today, right? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, this will be up within uh, ten minutes of now. So, and we'll so we'll be with a regular episode next time on One Hundred Movies I Love. One Hundred Movies You Love.